really speaking about all of humanity, you know, without exception of anybody, you know. And I, I know that um, a lot of the content in the songs is very heavy, you know, but uh, see, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. And I've just retired from the fantasy part because I realized that. Claim the love. Yes, make no mistake. There is life in 
nothing can restrain the law. You just have to claim it. You just have to claim it. You just have to claim it.
joyous, joyful exaltations to those who liberate themselves. Welcome to Women Wednesdays. I'm your host, Mariama Tane, and I'm glad to be here with you tonight. I'm grateful for those that chose to call in and those that are listening live on the net and those that will listen later. Blessings to all, health and strength to all, love to all. Tonight's topic is The Secret is for the Seeker. And for th- also for those that are interested, the chat room is also open tonight. So if ones and ones wish to express themselves um, to each other in a forum situation, they can log into Blog Talk Radio and on Discipleship Radio. Tonight on Women's Wednesdays, the chat room is open. So the secret is for the seeker. The who, what, why, and how, part two. Who is the seeker? What is it that you're seeking? Why should you be a seeker? And how to go about doing it. So to get the most high involved in this situation, because, you know, as scripture says, when more than one comes together in his name, he's present. So we like the most high to be here on this frequency. I'm going to look to 1 Corinthians Second, chapter 2. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring only unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, Save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not enticing with, with, with words of man's wisdom, but, but, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, deep the things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man? Save the Spirit, of man which is in him. 
Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. Okay? Daniel 12. And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of that people, and there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to the same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And they that be wise, and they that be wise, and they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. 1 Corinthians 3 to 10. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me, a wise master builder, a wise master builder, overstand. I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. Any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. And lastly, Ephesians 5.14 to 20. Wherefore he saith, Awake, thou that sleepest, 
and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is, and be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord, in the name of our Lord, Jesus Christ. So it's time to seek, and those that seek shall find. It's written. Let it be said, let it be so. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the theme. The secret is for the seeker. Man are two distinct intelligences at work. One which is hidden within our unconscious is in charge of directing and coordinating the physiological and psychological functions that are the support of our lives. To accomplish that, the physiological part of our being has to be on par with the supreme being. In fact, it is the manifestation of the supreme being within us. To the uninitiated, the requirements of acquiring spiritual power seem to be in conflict with the love for the things in the world. Spiritual power cannot be granted to those who have not transcended the illusion that pleasure and pain are properties of things. Not only must the initiate understand that pleasure is found only in our condition, she or he must redirect the quest for pleasure away from the things in the world and towards the fulfillment of the purpose for which we were made by God. This cannot be overstated as the vast majority of people on this spiritual path seek more pleasure in the things of this world, career, family, games, sex, than they do in the realization of the divine attributes in whose likeness they must reshape their beings. The conflict, however, is only superficial. If I place my pleasure only in the acquisition of things in this world, I will be driven to achieve it. And if I succeed, that is all I have. If instead I place my pleasure in the realization of the remaking of my being into the divine attributes which constitute the essence of my being and succeed, then I have the power to acquire all that is necessary and lawful to happen in this world. This is what was meant by the more poetic statement. 
seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, and all these things shall be added unto you. Bluntly stated, spiritual power belongs to God, dwelling within our being. And if we want it, we must love God more than we love ourselves and the things of this world. Adopted from Ra Unnefa Amen, Tree of Life Meditation System. Motives and thoughts. Rotating bodies, confusion of sound, negative imagery holding us down, social delusion, clearly constructed, human condition, morals corrupted, trapped in reaction, lawlessness, war, dissatisfaction from bowels to core, devil's technology, strategy for, human mythologies, urban folklore, sicker psychology, counterfeit cure, wicked theology robbing the poor. Scheme demonology mislead the pure, stricter strategically study in war. Light shone in darkness, image exposed. Few can see through the new emperor's clothes. Lustful this hustle turns humans to hoes. When the blind lead the blind, just more trouble and woes. It's the mind that they chose, it's designed to stay closed. Standards of jokers, court just the logic. Cyclic and cosmic from schoolyard to college. Primitive man in his civilized knowledge. System collapse and he still won't acknowledge. God is the savior studies behavior, trying to fix the mixed mind that he gave you. Stiff-necked scholars on prescription meds, wishing their problems was all in their heads. Moral dilemma, pride at the root, misguided from youth, heart divided from truth. Egyptians and Grecians, spiritually dead, empirically led by the good gods in their heads. Motives and thoughts, industrial wealth, global economy in it for self. Heart full of madness, covered with kind, pleasure designed to take over your mind. Furnished in godliness, painted in good, this tainted priesthood got real saints misunderstood. While classes and government set up the veil and cultivate minds for more mythical tales, typical Hollywood follies good girl, while vice and corruption take over the world. Motives and thoughts. Check your motives and thoughts. <laughs> Line with the wickedness deep in your heart. Modern day wickedness is all you've been taught. Lie to your neighbors so you get ahead. Modern day trickery is all you've been fed. Motives and thoughts. Check your motives and thoughts. Thank you. One has to check their motives and thoughts. That was Janine Ra Unnefa Amen and Lauren Hill. Motives and thoughts. So as we go into the seekership, being the initiate. Stepping forward to discover your inner mysteries, laying the foundation based in the Most High's wealth of wisdom and understanding. Here are some steps toward spiritual growth. Don't fear mistakes. Mistakes and bad decisions are some of our greatest teachers. If you never did anything wrong, you would never learn anything new. Think of mistakes as opportunities to learn and grow and give yourself full license to make them. 
is just taking the first step, continuing to take another step and another step. We are all imperfect people. If you're able to embrace your imperfections and laugh at yourself, you'll be able to become more flexible and open-minded. Okay, you have to have patience on your quest for spiritual growth. The process toward enlightenment is slow and unnoticeable at first, and you may feel compelled to just give up. But you have to just keep in mind that spiritual growth is a lifelong commitment to love and peace and understanding, and it's meant to be taken one day at a time. It's a journey. It's about the journey. You know, there are only two mistakes one can make along the road to truth, not going all the way and not starting. That was said by Buddha. Okay, not going all the way and not starting. And start small. Small. Begin a meditation, a routine, a routine to pay attention to you, even if it's just taking out time. I was telling my niece on the phone today, you know, as mothers, as women, you know, we give so much of ourselves, you know, and we have to schedule time for our own pampering. We have to. It's not like you're wasting money. Go get reflexology. Telling her where she lives, you know, um, a budget-friendly way to get massages and reflexology is to go to the schools because it's under the tutelage of the director. And my location, I pay $35 for acupuncture at the school. Whereas you go to the regular place and it's 60 or $90. You have to pay attention to yourself. You know, get the hot stone foot, foot, foot massage. Pay the extra money. <laughs> At least once a month, you have to rebuild and refresh. You know, those small things give you time to think to yourself quietly away from everything. I mean, you can restore your mind, you know. Like for Mother's Day, I went and I spent 24 hours in a hotel. I had a one-bedroom suite, <laughs> and I really relaxed, and I enjoyed the whole space, you know, and I feel refreshed and renewed, and I needed that time just to figure out my inner world and just get in touch with the Most High and meditate and just be at one and write things down, you know. It's important to do that. Start small. New adventures. One of the great joys of life is learning new skills. If you never tried anything new, your life would grow stagnant. Take up an activity that you're curious about or passionate about, you know, whether it's painting watercolors or practicing yoga or writing poetry. Take a class. Join a group. It's the process of learning and improving your new skills, your gifts that the most High put in you as interests. You have to release the past. You know, this is the process of the initiate. You overstand. You have to shed things. You have to walk through. You have to be tested by fire and purified. You have to release the past. There's nothing you could do to change it. Nothing. Holding on to past events keeps you from experiencing new ones. And emotional baggage will only weigh you down. 
accept the past. It is what it is, both good and bad, as a learning experience, as I like to say, a moment and a memory. <laughs> okay, because that's, that's really how it sums up. It was a moment and a memory as the years go on in the much bigger picture of your journey and what the Most High has set forth for you. Appreciate the present. It's easy to get caught up in materialistic mindset and focus on wants and needs and desires. But when you begin pursuing possessions, you lose sight of what you already have. And then the world becomes an obstacle standing between you and what you desire. Increase your personal growth by developing what you already have. Increase your personal growth by developing what you already have. When you do this, the world becomes an ally. Things will just appear. It'll be like magic, I promise. I'm serious. You have to be able to accept unhappiness. It's not going to always be good. You got to feel it. You got to figure it out. What was your role in it? All the other players. How it got situated to become unhappy. But then you got to let it go, like my mother always told me. Give it 24 hours. 24 hours. That's it. That's all depression gets. You give it more than that, you're wasting your time. I mean, if it's death or something like that, you know, that's different. But just regular stuff, 24 hours. <laughs> and you got to let it go. But you got to feel it because it's a real emotion and work through it. You know, play, play, play the sad songs if you need to. Whatever, go out. Be free. Do something different, shake it off, and then make the next move. And don't fear mistakes. Mistakes and bad decisions are some of our greatest teachers. It's when you keep doing it over and over that you're stupid. But you have to stop and pause and reflect and figure it out. And so we have to recognize our own needs and understand that those needs and interests are coming from our belief in God, accepting God's grace in our life, admitting our shortcomings, forgiving others, asking for forgiveness, accepting God's forgiveness, living new lives. committing ourselves to living new lives, praying, balancing physical with spiritual in our search. You have to be persistent and patient. Persistent and patient. Persistent and patient. Gaining perspective. Gaining perspective is so important. You have to open up that mind, man. Let the dimensional shift happen. Don't be afraid of it. It's part of who you are as a human. And you could look at things from different perspectives, and then it's not personal. And then you're in command of the situation and the outcome. You lift up out of it. You rise up. You rise higher. You have to gain perspective, gaining faith, 
knowing that you're following the most high spirit within you and that every step is blessed, just knowing it. Looking for the revelation of it in each step, seeking it out. Where's the blessing in this moment? Experiencing assurance. Assurance in the strength of the most high. Experiencing it and receiving it as an experience. Deepening fellowship with yourself and like-minded ones. And you don't have to be hands-on and calling people every day and all of that because y'all are all excited that y'all are all open and awake. Because you have to still stay a little bit separated within yourself so that you can still do the Most High's journey. And then you tap in. And you tap out. But you still have to deepen the fellowship so that when you're together, you're doing meaningful things. And there's real joy and camaraderie within that moment. And serving others. You know, like it says in, um, I was reading the Gospel of Thomas in preparation for the show. And one of the things it mentioned is, you know, that Jesus said to, when you loan money, you only give money when you don't need it back. That's it. And you don't give it unless you can afford not to get it back. You know, so you could serve others, but you're not going to hurt yourself. You have to have balance. You can't be over-righteous. You can't be over-wicked. You have to have balance within yourself and let the light take over the dark. Let the matter, let the matter take over the antimatter. We start off as two and we have to become one. Loving each other. Simple three words, loving each other. Loving Jesus. And loving God. And just letting that love bathe inside of you. Because we have to wash the inside. It has to be cleaned. And so, as initiates, I looked up the milestones to spiritual initiation. And these are some of them. The first initiation occurs when the light of the soul becomes robustly expressed through the heart chakra. The nature of selfless love, the Christ principle. It's the pivotal force guiding one's life as well as a desire to uplift humanity. Okay? It's the pivotal force guiding one's life as well as a desire to uplift humanity. The second initiation is the baptism. It's said to be one of the most difficult and painful. If you're going to break a, a glass ceiling, there will be, you know, shards and cuts and blood. <laughs> it gets messy when you're breaking through. You know, so fundamentally, it represents the triumph of the soul over emotional nature of personality. You have to get over yourself. You have to get over yourself and what others think you should be in the category that you've been put in. And you want to break out of that. So so then you have to. Who wants to live the same life for 50 years, 60 years? 
You have to shake it up. You have to seek the divine within. And you'll be left without. You know, when this initiation is taken, the individual has demonstrated that the self is no longer victimized by the tides of emotions and feeling states. See, that's when you rise above it and it's not personal anymore. Mastery over emotions is not here to be interpreted as repression. Rather, it represents one's ability to rise above emotion while still honoring it. You have to honor it because it's real. You feel it, it. It's chemicals, tears happen, everything. This is accomplished through the use of the mind, the Christ principle, the spirit of the Most High that lies within. It's in its capacity to observe emotion, which makes it possible for this part of the initiation to take place. Where the mind is operating this way, the individual can free him or herself from the slavery of ideas and from fanatical reactions to truth. As such, a balanced perspective and expression of emotional temperance are both prerequisites for the taking of this initiation. The third initiation is the transfiguration. The personality is fully transfigured by the light of the soul. By this is meant that the entire personality, the lower self, is bathed in the radiance of the spirit and is now a complete and willing servant on its behalf. Most important is the fact that the mind is now governed by the indwelling soul. No longer does the mind wander or unintentionally shift from one thing to another. Instead, the soul is the directing agent of thought. As such, mental illusion gives way as the soul guides and dominates the mental body. At this stage, the law of sacrifice dominates. This represents the willingness to sacrifice all personality desires in support of divine will as sensed through the soul. Because this initiation indicates the complete fusion of soul and personality. The soul has mastery over every aspect of the lower self. The fourth initiation is the renunciation. Now, this is the far most difficult, yet it indicates a transition into realms of indescribable joy when the challenges have been surmounted. Indescribable joy when the challenges have been surmounted. Persevere and patience. Persevere and patience. Make it a mantra in your head. Persevere and patience. Okay? indescribable joy when the challenges have been surmounted. This difficulty stems from the fact that the soul itself must be transcended. When this occurs, the disciple is able to fully see an aspect of him or herself lying, behind, lying beyond the soul. It's the highest self that is, in, that, is, that is vision, the monad. This is the most difficult task. It demands that he, she renounce everything that was thought to be the internal self within. In short, it is the renunciation of the soul itself that here it is required 
You were just one with the most high. Just one with the most high. And the fifth is, last is the revelation. And this is considered to be the consummating initiation, relatively speaking. You have to, you become a master of wisdom and lord of compassion. Compassion and wisdom go hand in hand. The more wisdom you gain, the more compassion is revealed within yourself. It softens you if you allow it. The will is always present. You have to allow it. This stage represents perfection and liberation. In truth, it's the refinement of the transformation that, that, that occurred in the fourth initiation. Here the master becomes a masterpiece. Like Paul said, a master builder overstands. The master becomes a masterpiece, so to speak. In addition, at the moment of initiation, he or she is afforded a profound revelation. This revelation relates to the spiritual paths that are now open before him or her. They define the directions possible for continued spiritual development. In ancient literature, there are said to be seven of these paths, sometimes called the highway of evolution. Only one of them involves continued service upon our globe, the path of earth service. These brief descriptions can be seen in aspects of spiritual evolution. Being a seeker, Initiating yourself marks a moment of triumph. It indicates that the soul has achieved greater control over an aspect of the personality through which it is trying to express itself. The soul has achieved greater control over an aspect of the personality is trying to express itself. It's indicative of a new beginning with the expansion of wisdom that it confers. You have to pause and reflect to get the wisdom, a heightened new sense of responsibility, a heightened sense of consciousness, and becoming a force of, of, of upliftment in the world. Imagine if we all took that seriously. If everyone listening just decided I'm going to become a force of upliftment in this world. What a beautiful, beautiful thing that would be. Okay? Ja over evil. We're going to take a music moment and we're going to come back with the Goenosis.
I emerge from cocoon to some papillon. Hungry caterpillar blossom from a dream fully grown. Used to be scary, wonder what they think of me. All fizz evolved in the confidence eventually. Now I rip stages, bust down the microphone. Study with the sages, dust down the microphone. Channeling the greatest, speak through the mouthpiece. Little red bone fire tada from the southeast. Run with the warriors, armors on my chest plate. Meet you with the battle horns, blaring at the west gate. No time for dead weight, I'm moving vertically. Will I miss the planet when I blast off? Certainly, don't take it personally. Earth and zone and the sign. Difference gets you hunted like contestants on the running man. Homogeny is dated, and I am the future. I'm headed for the sun and the moon. Punky Brewster. Brewster. Stepping through your spaceship, atmospheric hovering. Wind blown star seeds, black soil covering. Germinating heavyweights, deep space navigate. Chances on elevate, cosmic sound uttering, uttering, uttering. My arms crossed, standing on through 60. Long skirt, gold hoop, rings like a gypsy. Pull your heartstrings, say your eyeballs are misty. Emotions hard to swallow like a strong shot of whiskey. Shifting, transformate as I'm lifting. Light beam shine, got the body form glistening. My grind metaphysical, spiritual hustler. I am a wild seed like Octavia Butler. They study my demeanor. Trying to get my lotus pose. Drop a cool 16 with my poet's prose. Like I'm Nikki. Definitely not Minaj, Giovanni. I'm tripping off my ego, what my dude. Ego, Falani, Wallahi, I am not the last but the first. I journey to the planet so my star seeds disperse. I put it in the ditty so you memorize my verse. And I'm making revolutions cause I symbolize this earth. Step into your spaceship, atmospheric hovering. Wind blown star seeds, black soil covering. Germinating heavyweights, deep space navigate. Chances on I'm spinning like a vortex, astral form vibrate, well-developed cortex, lesser rappers irate, they song to space, make the crowd titillate and gyrate, I give them sustenance to make glands salivate, rock a show fitted in some skinny pants, high waist, don't let the look fool you bruh, my flow annihilates, living in now, why wait, show them love, why hate, you scared to get your achy ticket broke like race, sideways, I take it easy blood, I'm a smooth operator, I won't bomb you now, but I will freeze you later, cause ignorance is frequently the deep nominator, that's commonly found in your I know for paper, I'm known as the savior, so I'm a civilizer. That's the only way a savage live with a fiber. I came from the mothership, just as Elijah, cause this space cadet can't get in these liars. Flying through your spaceship, atmospheric hovering, wind blown star seeds, black soil covering, germinating heavyweights, deep space navigate, chances on elevate, cosmic sounds uttering, uttering. And so when we study the ancient gods, understand you are the incarnate virtue of those ancient gods.
Yes, it's good to be alive. It's good to be alive in spite of all this crazy news that's happening in the world. As we go forward into the going gnosis, your news infused with consciousness, because one needs to be aware of what's happening so that we know how to position our dollars and our families and our careers. Um, So Target launches Gay Pride Products for Children. Target has stepped up its support of the LGBT community by launching a Gay Pride product line. It has a big, huge rainbow sign, and it says hashtag Take Pride, a product line aimed at adolescents and teenagers. So what they're doing now is that they're forcing the consumer, and overstand the name Target, they're forcing the consumer to have the conversation with the adolescent and the teenager and the child. The big rainbow sign that says take pride. Mommy, what do they mean take pride? Daddy, what does that mean? Auntie, what does that mean? Friend, what do they mean? What is that rainbow? What does that mean? They co-opted the rainbow. The gay pride line consists of T-shirts, tank tops, pants, shorts, swim trunks, iPhone cases, items to attract impressionable, impressionable young people. The items feature bright, colorful gay rainbow and features words such as take pride, wear it with pride. The new line is being rolled out to celebrate Gay Pride Month in June. And Target is offering to donate 50% of the purchase price. 50%. Not for Black Lives Matter or whoever matters or anything. They're going to offer 50% of the purchase price of any LGBT item on gay, lesbian, and straight, and and, um, they're going to give it to the Gay, Lesbian, Straight Education Network. We're making our message loud and clear. Target proudly stands with the LGBT community through all that we do, says Laisha Ward, an executive with Target. Okay, so Target lost billions of revenue, and and they don't care because it's a bigger plan. The loss of billions in revenue forced the corporate giant to fire five top executives and cut CEO Brian Cornell's salary by one-third. So they fired five executives because they had to pay off all those people that sued because Target, the men can use the women's bathroom. And the men can also, if they you know, choose to identify as women, can also use the women's dressing room in Target as well. So they had to pay all this out. And they had to fire five giant top corporate executives and cut the main guy's salary by one-third, and they're still moving forward. That's why you have to move forward within yourself and really connect with them, you know, because this is crazy. So according to ABC15.com, Target is also removing gender labels from children's non-clothing department. The Target stores nationwide are getting a gender-neutral makeover. Non-clothing department for kids, including toys, bedding, and entertainment, will no longer have signs suggesting which items are for boys and which ones are for girls. The move comes out after several shoppers criticized the retail's gender-specific sections at the store. So some Valley shoppers say that this step is in the right direction. There are a lot of transgender youth in our community who kind of feel like they're stuck in a box, who may not. What does that have to do with shopping? 
That's that's what I'm saying at the end of the day. You know, it's behavior modification. It's forcing things. It's 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 just ridiculous. Because what does any of that have to do with me going to get my son a new comforter set with matching pillows? Why are people complaining about stuff like that? On the telegraph.co.uk, it says that Thailand threatens to that that on Thailand is threatening to sue Facebook after videos emerge of the king, the king of Thailand, in a crop top, a woman's crop top, and low-cut jeans. He looks ridiculous. Wandering around a German shopping center. The Thai authorities are demanding that Facebook remove the embarrassing footage of the king wearing a crop top and sporting fake tattoos. He was dressed like similar to his girlfriend. The crop top barely covered his chest. His entire torso was exposed. He has fake tattoos all over his body. He's 64 years old. This is King Maha Vajakarlongkorn. He's 64 years old. Strolling around a shopping center with the woman who was reportedly filmed in Munich in July 2016. And it was widely shared on the social network. So they're threatening to press charges if Facebook doesn't bring it down. This just shows you the sickness that's in these so-called elites, the king. It just, you know, it just screams of all kinds of weirdness and ritualistic, you know, and then you see him all dressed up in his king uniform. (laughs) In contrast, it's disgusting. And people are bowing to this man and pledging their life. On .co.uk, Google has collected NHS records of 1.6 million patients in an inappropriate legal basis. Okay, so Google's DeepMind IA wing was given access to personal medical records of 1.6 million NHS patients on an inappropriate legal basis. To the And this is from the UK's top data protection advisor to the health service. So this happened over in the UK. And I report on the world news because whenever it starts over there, it drip drops over here. So that was just a test. Because how are they going to accidentally give Google's deep mind <laughs> access to the personal medical records of 1.6 million people for a legal basis? Overstand what's happening with our healthcare system, and there's more on why they're collecting this in other countries, such as China. China is creating, and this is on QZ.com. China is creating a massive Orwellian DNA database. In the name of safeguarding its 1.4 billion people, China has been collecting biometric information from millions of people who it deems as potential threats. Among them are the Uyghurs, migrant workers, and college students. As part of a national DNA database, China's Ministry of Public Security, which oversees the database, has amassed information for more than 40 million people. The country says it has the world's largest database of DNA information. 
Okay, it says for a comparison in the U.S., the FBI's National DNA Index has 12.7 million offenders profiles. Mass DNA collection by the powerful Chinese police, absent effective privacy protections or an independent judicial justice system, um, is a perfect storm for abuses says the China director of HRW. China is moving its Orwellian system to a genetic level. Group 1, the local police, have enormous discretion in whom to collect this data from, and there's little in the way of privacy protection or oversight. Okay, so China's public security ministry didn't immediately respond to a, to a request for, um, for a comment. So as they, as they rarely do, they just do what they want to do. But understand how, okay, that's happening in China, and then in the U.K., Google's AI just, you know, accidentally <laughs> took 1.6 million people's biometric information. Okay, and so on Newsweek.com, U.S. officials warned that Israel is not to share sensitive intel with Trump. The U.S. intelligence officials reportedly warned their Israel counterparts to exert caution and sharing top-secret information with Donald Trump's administration for fear of it being passed to Russia and then to Moscow's ally and Israel's arch-enemy, Iran. Discussions between U.S. and Israeli security services prior to Trump's inauguration on January 20th gave rise to concerns that sensitive intelligence might exchange hands between him and the Russian government, Israeli newspaper Yidioth Anraf reported in January. So the paper published a report amid accusations of the links between Trump's campaign team and the Russian government. Now, just four months into Trump's presidency, it has emerged that the commander-in-chief may have divulged highly classified intelligence to the Russian government. And on the independent.co.uk, it says that NATO officials will ensure, NATO will now ensure that no one talks for more than four minutes to keep Donald Trump's attention. This is, this is a nationally recognized periodical, The Independent. Okay? NATO, NATO officials will ensure no one talks for more than four minutes to keep Donald Trump's attention. Mm-mm-mm. NATO will reportedly put a time limit on speeches at the upcoming summit with Donald Trump in an attempt to maintain the U.S. President tension, the, the U.S. President's attention span. Speakers will be limited to between two and four minutes. Sources within the organization told the, the Foreign Policy magazine the summit of NATO's 28 member companies and countries will be held at the end of the month and the Belgian capital in Brussels. It's kind of ridiculous how they are preparing to deal with Trump, one source says. It's likely they're preparing to deal with a child, someone with a short attention span and mood who has no knowledge of NATO, no interest in in-depth policy issues, nothing. They're freaking out. Mr. Trump repeatedly criticized the alliance during his presidential election campaign, claiming it had outlived its usefulness and calling it obsolete. His stance appeared to soften after he took office in January. But while he has expressed support for NATO, he has repeated his view that European members are not pulling their weight in terms of defense spending. Now, that part I have to agree with because I I just feel like America should not be the police of the world anymore. I'm just, you know, it would just make it more comfortable to live here. (laughs) 
if it wasn't always just like, oh, this is happening over there, let's go send some people and make it better. Oh, this is happening over there. We need all those, all that money here. You know, and so independent, again on the independent, European officials says that their country might stop sharing intelligence with the U.S. if Trump linked to Russia. So everyone, I mean, the European country has reportedly said it may stop sharing intelligence with with the U.S. if it transpires Trump has provided classified information to Russia in a warning that will further add concerns about the U.S. intelligence community amid the fallout of Mr. Trump's actions. The senior officials said that they may take steps despite the president's claim that he had the right to share the details with Russia. The Associated Press did not identify which country the official came from, but the official said sharing intelligence with Washington could be a risk for our sources. So we are now being, you know, frozen out of the intelligence community worldwide. And in order to meet with him, people are now adjusting to do the elevator speech. It has to be under four minutes to keep his attention span. Okay, and on Vice.com, the Italian mafia is stealing millions of funds intended for African migrants. The Italian police issued um, that the that, and they accused the mafia-linked gang of controlling one of the country's largest migrant centers. On Monday, police arrest 68 people linked to the operation and charged them with skimming 35 million in funds. 35 million destined to help new arrivals over the past decade. Over the past decade. Among those arrested was a Catholic priest <laughs> who was paid almost 150,000 a single just for a single year of providing spiritual services. The arrest took place at the Santa Ana Cara Immigrant Center in the Isoli de Capo Rizzuto on the southeast on the south coast of Italy. More than five hundred police officers from Contesano City and Southern Calabria region carried out the arrest. Five hundred police officers accusing the suspects of the Mafia Association of extorting, carrying illegal weapons, fraud, embezzlement to the detriment of the state and theft according to the statement. And so Canta Anacara is one of Italy's largest migrant centers and can hold up to 1,200 people at a time. Mm-mm-mm. And it was run by the Calabria-Brace Nangraheta Mafia. The center is normally run by a religious charity, the Catholic Misericordia Association, which police said was the front of the mafia operation. Isn't that new? The Catholic Church and the mafia. In real life, like in the movies, right? A forty thousand on the on the um, digital journal. I found this very interesting in the science section on the digitaljournal dot com. A forty thousand year old bracelet made by. I thought the wording of this article was interesting. A forty thousand year old bracelet made by an extinct human species found. In what is a quite amazing discovery, scientists have confirmed that a bracelet found in Siberia is 40,000 years old. This makes it the oldest piece of jewelry ever discovered, and archaeologists have been taken aback by the level of its sophistication. The bracelet was discovered on a site called Dezinova Cave in Siberia, close to Russia's border with China and Mongolia. It was found next to the bones of extinct animals, such as the woolly mammoth. So the bracelet was found by a woolly mammoth, 
and other artifacts dating back 125,000 years ago, supposedly. The cave is named after the, after the Dizonian people, a mysterious, a mysterious species of hominins from the homogeneous, who are genetically different from both Homo sapiens and, and, and Neanderthals. Okay, so the homonyms from the homogeneous, who are genetically different from both Homo sapiens and Neanderthals. We know that the Desovians migrated out of Africa sometimes after the first wave of Homo erectus, well before us, Homo sapiens. The, the Denisovians were unique in many ways, having branched away from other, having branched away from other humanoid ancestors some one million years ago. Indeed, the recent discovery of a female Desovian finger bone and various teeth show that they had no morphological similarities to either Neanderthals or modern humans. However, tens of thousands of years later and prior to becoming extinct, they did coexist with us and the Neanderthals for a period. And skeletal remains of hybrids and genetic studies confirm that they also made it with our forebearers and the, and the Neanderthals. Strangely, however, DNA suggests also that at some point the Desinovians must have interbred as with yet an unknown and undiscovered species of human beings. Several remains show that the Desinovians were probably far more robust and powerful than modern humans and were until now assumed to be a more primitive, archaic type of human than us. But the discovery of the bracelet suggests this was far from true. Amazingly, the skill involved in making this adornment a level of technique at least 30,000 years ahead of its time, supposedly. Until now, scientists had believed that such skills had only evolved among humans in the Neolithic period, which began around 10,000 BC. Indeed, originally they believed that the bracelet had somehow become mixed up with materials dating back from a later period. However, experiences and experiments with the bracelet have now definitely ruled that out, and they confirm that it could not have been made by Homo sapiens or Neanderthals. After seven years of analysis, the scientists are confident that the piece was made 30,000 years before the beginning of the Stone Age. So I just thought it was interesting that they were talking about these yet unknown species of human beings and all the different types of humans and hominoids and hominids, you know, um, for ones that are interested in, you know, checking out the subject, you know, I, I find it extremely interesting, all the things that live on this earth that we don't see. And um, one person to look into that with would be Lloyd Pye, P-Y-E. He's now deceased, but he did some great... Um, documentaries, Lloyd Pye. And so we're going to take a moment now and come back with technology. Bless. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. Although them again we will never, never, never trust. I know what they do. They go to yai while I'm sticking like glue. Blinking green while I'm 
Jah over evil, burn fire on this foolishness I'm about to speak on <laughs> in technology. But one needs to know. Now on SkinMotion.com, overstand, SkinMotion.com, tattoos brought to life. Tattoos you can hear. Sound wave tattoos are the first product to use SkinMotion, new patent pending technology, to bring tattoos to life. They have a built an artist network of tattoo artists around the world who are excited about, about the future of technology and tattooing. And their platform is ready for the future. And they said that they're working with some of the most creative minds to develop the next generation experiences. They're developing experiences. Tattoos you can hear. We invented a way to play, to play sound wave tattoos on your phone or tablet. Record a message from a loved one. Wear your lyrics. This is real. This is happening. Skinmotion.com. You can wear lyrics. With our unique patent pending technology, turn up to one minute of sound into a tattoo you can listen to with your mobile device. And I was talking to a friend of mine about this the other day, about, you know, people are going to put their dead relative's voice next to the picture of the dead relative on their body. And then they can show it to friends and a voice can speak from your being. And that message can be heard. This world is moving quite swiftly. On um, in the Business Insider, an Air Force cadet created a bulletproof stopping goo to use for body armor. And the reason why I chose to report on this, because this is something out of the movies, the way this goo is. It's made from a fluid of epoxy which harden when it dries. Okay, but it can, during its test with nine millimeters pistol, it, it made little headway. Okay, so it could take a nine millimeter, it could take a 40 Smith and Wesson round, a 44 Magnum, all fired at close range. During the test, nine millimeter rounds went through most of the material's layers before getting caught in the fiber backing. The 40 caliber round was stopped by the third layer, while the 44 magnum round was stopped by the first layer. And so the round of the 44 magnum, which has been used to hunt elephants, is a gigantic bullet that we are told the Air Force Times, and this is the highest caliber we stopped so far. So this new epoxy can stop elephant bullets. <laughs> okay, and on Electrotech, Electrek, E-L-E-C-T-R-E-K dot co, they have solar-powered bikes. Oh, this was a great idea. Could contribute to Africa's economic development. And so they're kind of like, um, they're bicycles and they have a roof and the roof is solar. So you have the shading 
And so a startup working on a new low-cost solar and human-powered vehicle has received funds from the Energy and Environment Partnership in order to bring the, the vehicle to Africa and contribute to the continent's economic development in remote areas. The vehicle called Solar E-Cycle functions as an e-bike, but it is assisted by both a battery pack and a solar panel. So Roger Christian, a Quebecer, who spent the last 28 years in Africa, saw an opportunity to solve a single product, um, several important problems that Africans living in remote areas face every day, having to walk long distances to get water and lack of access to electricity. And that's the thing. I mean, these countries, especially, you know, Africa and the Caribbean, really need to grab hold to this whole, um, you know, free energy world that we're living in that we can take hold of, you know? And so he said he was mainly inspired by those that have to walk miles every day. So there's several similar efforts in Africa to make those off-grid systems available. Mm-hmm. For example, a startup backed by Telsa through Solar City is already leasing hundreds of thousands of small off-grid systems. So it's great. So the main problem is bringing the cost down enough to make it affordable in order to achieve that, they've been using bike frames and made several iterations. They say that the latest solar e-cycle can travel up to 31 miles per day, and it could reach a top speed of 31 miles an hour. I mean, that would be great to have here, you know? And so on Recode.net, San Francisco is considering legislation that would ban sidewalk delivery robots. Um Meanwhile, other states are passing laws broadening and permitting robots, state, you know, statewide. So the states across the country are passing laws to permit the use of autonomous delivery robots statewide. But in San Francisco, a city globally renowned for its tech-savvy residents, local politicians are now considering legislation that would ban the use of the nascent technology citywide. The San Francisco supervisor, Norman Yee, proposed a new legislation today following his Following his his um, efforts, his office made earlier this year to look into regulations that would govern the use of autonomous delivery robots. You know, he worries that the robots aren't safe, saying that seniors, people with disabilities, and children won't be able to move out the way quickly enough as the machines roll down the city sidewalks at about four miles per hour. Because now we're fighting with you know for space on the streets with things that aren't human. So we need to look into our own local politicians to that, you know, if all of these robots are coming to your local cities, pay attention to that ballot, that referendum that's attached, because it's the local politics that, you know, that really do count. That's worth voting for. Because that affects where you live. And so... On QZ.com, a famer venture capitalist predicts big banks will fall first to artificial intelligence. I thought that was interesting. Wall Street will be one of the first and the largest industries to be automated by artificial artificial intelligence, predicts Kei Fu Li, China's most famous venture capitalist and former Microsoft and Google executive. Lenders, money managers, and analysts, any jobs that involve crunching numbers is estimate to return um, are at risk. Banks have the curse of the baggage they have, like Kodak letting go of film, Lee says. Their DNA is all wrong. Lee's VC firm, Sinovation Ventures, has started to invest in this space by financing 
Smart Finance Group, a company which algorithmically determines eligibility for payday loans. Lee expects the company's algorithms to pay out 30 million loans this year, giving the company scale that would never have been achievable when hiring humans to do the same job. That core technology would be easily applicable to other kinds of loans and financial decisions. As for the big banks that dominate now, the venture capitalist predicts that they will be outmaneuvered by smaller startups as they deploy a new technology much faster. So that's interesting with the banks. You know, you need to look into Bitcoin and all these other things that are happening and um, have some food on different plates. Understand? So TechCrunch.com. Scientists made 3D printed ovaries. We've been making (laughs) Frankenstein, it seems, week by week. They have the cartilage. (laughs) They got the brain. Remember, they got the... Wow, now they have 3D printed ovaries and made mouse babies. Scientists from Northwestern University have developed a bioprosthetic ovary using 3D printing technology and produced living, breathing mouse offspring from them. Northwestern's Feinberg School of Medicine and McCormick School of Engineering came together for the project using 3D printed technology and follicles from the prior ovarian tissue to form a scaffold that was placed inside the mouth. Scientists were then able to validate the new ovaries, help boost hormone production, and increase fertility in the mice with the prosthetic ovaries. Hmm. While the study centers on mice, it is targeted to women who survived childhood cancer, you see how they always, you know, and may not have otherwise had the chance to have children, like it's not God's, you know, selection, due to the cancer treatment's damage. Not that I wish cancer anybody, because I have an aunt that passed from cancer, from ovarian cancer specifically. So please don't take it as me being harsh. I'm just saying that this artificial ovaries is taking it too far. It's taking it way too far. And so, it might also help who might be suffering from low ovarian reserve or older women who, due to age of their eggs, may have a harder time getting pregnant, according to to the study's senior authors, Teresa K. Woodruff. However, that's not likely to happen for another 10 to 15 years, she said. So, they have made 3D printed ovaries. They are making that 3D printing machine like that machine on Star Trek. What was that, the replicator? And so on SidePost.org, scientists reduce fear of death by using virtual reality to induce an out-of-body experience. So they're inducing out-of-body experiences. And these experiences may be able to reduce the fear of death, according to a recently published study. My lab has been working for many years on the influence of changing someone's body in virtual reality on their attitudes, perceptions, behavior, and cognition. Let me say that again. My lab has been working for many years on the influence of changing someone's body in virtual reality on their attitudes, perceptions, behavior, and cognition. 
the study's corresponding author, Mel Slatter, of, of the University of Barcelona, told SciPost. For example, while placing white people in a black virtual body reduces their implicit racial bias, when putting adults into a child body changes their perceptions and self-identification. So they want to change perceptions and self-identification. And their cognition. Here we wanted to see what the effects were of establishing a strong feeling of ownership over a virtual body. Okay, this is the matrix stuff right here. And then moving people out of it, so stimulating an out-of-body experience. According to the, to the literature, out-of-body experiences are typically associated with changes of attitude about death. So we wanted to see if this would happen with a virtual out-of-body experience. This study, published in the Journal of PLOS1, used an Oculus Rift virtual reality head-mounted display to induce out-of-body experiences in 16 women. The researchers used a virtual reality simulation to induce what is known as the full-body ownership illusion. The full body ownership illusion. They created the illusion that a virtual human body in the simulation was the participant's own. After this illusion took hold, the participant's perspective was then shifted from first person to third person, making it seem as if the visual perception had been lifted out of their body. Another 16 women who were used as a control group experienced a similar virtual reality simulation, except the researchers did not induce an out-of-body experience. After the simulation, the participants who had the virtual out-of-body experience had lower levels of fear of death on the average than the control group. So they're saying that this is implicit evidence that it is possible to separate consciousness from the body which may have the impact of changing attitudes toward death. This is like that movie, Get Out. (laughs) Wow. So on TheVerge.com, airlines plans to use, remember I spoke about this in about five or six podcasts past back, how in, I think it was in Switzerland or Austria, they were using facial facial recognition in the airports. Well, now it's here. Delta Airlines plans to use facial recognition to speed up bag drops. In an effort to speed up bag drops for priority customers, Delta Airlines will be testing facial recognition technology at Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport starting this summer. Customers will be required to scan their passports at specially equipped kiosks where a camera will scan their face to confirm their identity. Four new self-service bag drop kiosks will be installed in Minneapolis, but only one will include the facial recognition software. Delta will be collecting customer feedback during the process to gauge how it will will expand the service to other airports in the future. A spokesperson said that Delta is spending $600,000 on the new machines. So the announcement came as the U.S. government has been reshaping its security process around the use of more facial recognition. Customs and Border Protection is registering visitors leaving the U.S. using facial recognition, and it's mulling over making facial recognition scans necessary for U.S. citizens as well. So that's what's on the pipeline. They want to scan your face and get your biometrics. So on money.cnn.com, Bill Gates 
told the new grads that are graduating, you can start fighting inequity sooner. He says that, so the billionaire Microsoft co-founder turned philanthropist said artificial intelligence, energy, and biosciences are promising fields where new graduates can make a huge impact. Again, that is, he said, artificial intelligence, energy, and biosciences. For those that have ears, let them hear. And now on futurism.com, I really like this website, futurism.com, on their section, Robots and Machines, a robot can print this $32,000 house in as little as eight hours. Passive Dome is uses a 3D printing robot that can print the walls, roof, and floor of a 300 square, 380 square foot model home in about eight hours. When complete, the homes are, are autonomous and mobile, meaning that they don't need to connect to external electrical or plumbing systems. Building a house by hand can be both time-consuming and expensive. Numerous home builders have chosen to automate part of construction by printing home parts instead. So this Ukrainian home building startup called Passive Dome uses a 3D printing robot that can print parts for tiny houses. I mean, so in this house, as you know how they have that TV show, Tiny Homes, it's really nice. It's really a nice house. And they can make it in eight hours. They could just churn them out. And on the thebigthink.com, um, they're saying that human DNA will be synthesized within five years. Prominent geneticist states. The Human Genome Project, with its most ambitious and sweeping scientific analysis of our DNA ever, just a reminder, a genome is a complete set of instructions or DNA, the blueprints for building an entire organism. The project brought countless findings, which which are just the beginning, to shape medicine and society. Yet something has become quite clear. Being able to read our DNA doesn't mean you know everything about it. To further develop understanding, a new program seems to write whole genomes from scratch, including plant, microbe, animal, and even human DNA. But the last one is creating a firestorm of controversy whether we should be doing it at all. Today we have the entire human genome laid out before us. Around 3 billion phase pairs, base pairs, there are adenine, cysteine, guanine, and thymine. When snapped together, they form the iconic double helix that we're all familiar with. The genome is so complex. Okay, so, but they're working on it. That's where they want to go. And so we have to know where the Motai wants us to go in preparation and, 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 not, and not keep our heads down like we don't know what's happening around us. Because at the end of the day, Jah got your back as long as you acknowledge him and, and just and just form to his will. So we're going to take a music moment and come back with Herbnology.
See, they can't remember now. Them niggas go forget somehow. Somehow they try to teach me, don't let I work with them up now. Serious when we broke in. Serious things in a Babylon town. Seriously, and said no about in. I'm a little more than work so. Reduce them to not, not up what I intend and start from. Crowns up on your head. Don't let Babylon take them off. Whoa. See, they divide and conquer Babylon and take a take them off. Before Illuminati enter, illuminate it in. Do you remember? Do you remember the land of Bush? Do you remember the mystery? Do you remember the one? Do you remember the essence? Do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember? Kings and queens, crowns upon your head, and get closer to your goal. Overstand. 
as we move forward into herbnology. I found this um, tree that they claim cure addiction in one dose. It's on the inverse.com. The hallucinogenic tree that cures addiction in one dose is supposed to be more powerful than ayahuasca, but not nearly as well known. In West Africa, the roots of a native shrub contain a psychoactive substance called ibogaine. In small doses, the ibogaine produces a mild euphoric effect somewhat comparable to other stimulant plants like that of the Horn of Africa or the Piri-Piri in the Amazon. But in large doses, its its, um, psychedelic effects are extraordinarily, extraordinarily extra and extreme. So Ibogaine's closest analog is ayahuasca, a drug used for, quote-unquote, shamanic purposes in South America. And it has increasingly been appropriated by foreigners chasing its promise of fantastical hallucinations and inner clarity. So the Ibogaine takes all of that and doubles down. With the exception of the colorful visual patterns associated with ayahuasca, pretty much having everything about Ibogaine is more extreme, more profound. So the ayahuasca trip lasts for like four hours, and the trip on the Ibogaine can last for more than a day. This is, this is, this is wild. You know, they have people running out here to just trip out for a day. So the ayahuasca facilitates lucid dreaming and Ibogaine facilitates way more intense lucid dreaming. And the effects are so literally flooring that people typically remain horizontal for the duration, trying not to move lest they vomit. They claim that they're seeing God, that they talk to the dead. Paralyzing forks in the road of their personal lives melt smoothly into a single path forward. So, this Brazil-based psychologist who's been working with Ibogaine for drug dependency since, since 2010 tells Inverse that people have a lot of memories about deceased parents, about moments in their lives, meaningful moments, sometimes not meaningful. So with the ayahuasca, it's, it's common to feel calmer and less depressed and more present and engaged with life for a week or so after the initial trip. The afterglow from Ibogaine, however, can last for months. And substance addiction seem, simply vanishes, according to some, with, with no symptoms of withdrawal. So they want to now take this tree that has people talking to the dead and infuse it into the medical system. <laughs> They're taking the nature of the most high and they are corrupting it. And the one good that they found is that you know after you talk to the dead and all of that then you just don't have an addiction but addiction to what it doesn't say it just says addiction it's saying some a little bit from cocaine cocaine addiction heroin okay and they used it on a teenage heroin addict from the Bronx wow and it's been used include it's been used by the CIA in the 1950s and so now they're using it is saying that um the United States as well as other countries like the Netherlands and um they are getting it from Mexico and the Bahamas so New Zealand and Canada have begun to legislate therapeutic uses 
And so the medicine that it's called is Gabon's. If you ever hear about it, don't take it. G-A-B-O-N. And they're calling it a national treasure. Forgive them, Father. This is horrible. They're taking the plant and they're corrupting it. And they want to, you know, all this behavior modification. And now they want to use the plant against us. We're going to take a music moment and um, come back with the metaphysics of the moment. Bless. Find it activate and blaze it wildfire from my heart to a night. 
just a grow and the bliss just a show and a humble me more and more. The more that I learn through the little that I know and it humble me more and more. The truth set me free and encourages me as it humble me more and more. Humble me more and Just to survive, yeah. 
Yes, the whole world <laughs> is a hustle. But understanding the meaning and the moving of the parts and technology and then the current events and how they're taking the herbs and what's going on. You have to take all of that and then you have to rise above it and go into the next dimension and look at the metaphysical aspect of the Most High. What you can see with the spirit that dwells within you and what Jesus says to do within this moment. So I looked into the Nag Hammadi in the Gospel of Thomas. These are some experts um, that I feel resonate with the seeker in you, initiating the steps required on that new path that the Most High has laid out for you, for you to be able to recognize it and have the foundation of it as a master builder. Jesus said, that which you will save, if you bring it forth from yourself, that which you do not have within you will kill you if you do not have it within you. Understand that. That which you will that which you have, that which you have already in you will save you if you bring it forth from yourself. Jesus said this. That which you do not have within you will kill you if you do not have it in you. Jesus said, The kingdom of the Father is like a merchant who has had a consignment of merchandise. And who discovered a pearl? That merchant was shrewd. He sold the merchandise and bought the pearl alone for himself. You too seek his unfailing and enduring treasure where no moth comes near to devour and no worm destroys. Jesus said, it is I who am the light which is above them all. It is I whom am the all. For me did the all come from, and unto me did the all extend. Split a piece of wood, I am there. Lift the stone, and you will find me there. The Most High's creation, the Most High kingdom is all around you. You just have to have eyes to see and ears to hear. Jesus said, we, why have you come out of the desert to see a reed shaken by the wind? And to see a man clothed in fine garments like your kings and your great men. Upon them are fine garments, and they are unable to discern the truth. So don't look at the flashy people and all the flashing lights. Because they're dealing with the external and not the internal, and the internal is where the most high resides. Jesus said, wretched is the body that is dependent upon a body. Wretched is the soul that is dependent upon these two. The soul cannot be dependent upon the soul and the body. It has to be dependent upon the Most High and the Most High's will in your life. Jesus said, why do you wash the outside of the cup? Do you not realize that he who made the inside is the same one who made the outside? We have to clean house internally. 
So saith the Lord. Jesus said, seek and you will find. Yet what you asked about me in former times, and which I did not tell you then, now I do desire to tell. But you do not inquire after it. So when you're ready to seek understanding, it'll be there for you. Jesus said, do not give what is holy to dogs, lest they throw them on the dung heap. Do not throw the pearls to swine. On this journey, you have to be particular. You have to use judgment and find the most high in the situation and stay away from the ones that don't. And you can't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing. You got to move. Jesus said, he who seeks will find, and he who knocks will be let in. Jesus said, the kingdom of the Father is like a certain woman. She took a little leaven, concealed it in some dough, and made it into large loaves. Let him who has ears hear. Jesus said, he who will drink from my mouth will become like me. I myself shall, come, shall become he, and the things that are hidden will be revealed to him. Jesus said, the heavens and the earth will be rolled up in your presence. And the one who lives from the living one will not see death. Does not, Jesus say, whoever findeth himself is superior to the world. Whoever findeth himself is superior to the world. Jesus said, woe to the flesh that depends on the soul, and woe to the soul that depends on the flesh. His disciples said to him, when will the kingdom come? Jesus said, it will not come by waiting for it. It will not be a matter of saying, here it is, or there it is. Rather, the kingdom of the Father is spread out upon the earth. Men do not see it. We have to seek to see. Seek to see, to create, to manifest. We can't sit around and be watchers and observers. If there's going to be any kind of change in this frequency, that has to start with ripples, bandwidth changes. <laughs> Awaken aware ones. Hear Jesus' words. Now I'm going to go into the metaphysical um, Bible dictionary and look up the metaphysical meaning of Daniel. And Daniel is God is my judge. God is judge, judgment of God. I spoke of Daniel during the praise up. A great prophet of the tribe of Judah who was taken as a captive to Babylon. He was renamed Bethel Shazar by the king of Babylon, book of Daniel. David's son, 1 Chronicles 3.1 one of the sons of Ismar who came back with Ezra from the Babylonian captivity, Ezra 8.2. The metaphysical meaning of Daniel is spiritual judgment. Spiritual judgment. Daniel signifies pure judgment, conscious integrity. He typifies the clear, penetrating insight of spirit. 
Daniel humbled himself in the presence of the universal mind, the Most High, and thereby opened his understanding and made himself receptive to the cosmic consciousness. Daniel and his companions were superior in wisdom and understanding to all the native magicians and seers in the whole Babylon realm. The scripture says that God gave Daniel knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Cultivate purity of mind and body, and you will open the way to the higher planes of thought, as did Daniel. He proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the king's dainties, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Daniel 1.8. And, you know, the secret is for the seeker, right? And so the secret is the inner chamber, Matt 6.6, the place within where we consciously meet God. It is also called the secret place of the Most High, Psalms 91.1, the holies of holies, Hebrew 9.3. Jesus names it the Father in me. John fourteen eleven, and the kingdom of God within you, the kingdom of God within you, Luke seventeen twenty one. And the metaphysical meaning of seek the things that are above, the metaphysical meaning of seek the things that are above, Colossians three one, seek spirituality instead of materiality. Seek to unfold the Christ mind. Seek to unfold the Christ mind and to abide in spiritual consciousness. Abide in it. Just live in it. It may be uncomfortable for a while. <laughs> Lots of people in situations, you might even have to paint, change your furniture to adjust to your awakening of who you are and what you need around you to stimulate that on all times so that you can be on point. You know, you have to seek to unfold the Christ mind and to abide in spiritual consciousness. This leads into the path of peace and joy and abundance of all good. This leads into the path of peace, joy, and abundance. Mm I just love saying those words together. Peace, joy, and abundance and all of good by seeking to unfold the Christ mind and to abide in spiritual consciousness. Praise the Most High. Praise the Most High. So we're going to take a music moment and meditate on those words. Bless.
Blessings and thank you for joining on this journey this evening and praise the Most High for music as it helps to share my energy, my frequency with those like-minded ones that feel the love I'm sending forth. The music this evening, that was Kamasi Washington, The Changing of the Guard. Before that was Lauren Hill, World is a Hustle, John 9, Humble Me, Rima, Crowns Upon Your Head, Goapel, Closer, Empress Sativa, Jag Out My Back, Dawn, Dawn Richards, Blow, Lauren Hill featuring Shelly Thunder, Forgive Them, Kalissa, Smile A While, Tasha Larray, Find My Way, Sirach, The Little Spaceship, Lauren Hill, Motives and Thoughts, John 9, I love that piece, Ra Unnefa Amen. Bless and praise up the spirits that guide and protect all of the ones and ones in our family. And I'm going to bid you a farewell with Rita Martley. Good morning, Ja. You can. 